Welcome to Tea with Tori. I'm your host, Tori, and today the tea is hot. You're on it. 7.47. Live, live, <clears throat> live, ladies, live. Looking live. good. Yeah, I love it. Looking good? Can you see this? No, right? No. No, okay, it's literally just see from the edge of the plant and... Yeah, here's it. I don't see shit. My dad tries to steal my plant. Yeah. He's just like, no, you no. can't steal it. That's a prop. Where did you get your plant? A roommate actually mm-hmm. moved okay. out Let's and left that. all her shrubbery. Score. And had, like nice plants. Thanks, so that's one of them too, right there. Wow. And she just never came and picked them up. So okay. now I have beautiful plants and I'm really happy about it. They're, they're, <laughs> they look really happy too. They're they like, do now. We're so happy that we're your plants now, Tori. Exactly. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tea with Tori. I am your host, Tori. It's another beautiful Wednesday, you lovely spillers. And today I have Soul. Hey. Please let the people know who you are. What's up, guys? Um, what? Just my name or across your all name? Platforms? Who you are? What you do? Um, I'm Sola on Instagram, Sola Rouge and Sola Day. Um, I'm a model most of the time, but I do all kinds of stuff. Such as? Uh, Such as, um, I don't know, like um, hobbies include working out and reading and writing. I really like to write poetry um, and hiking and living, (laughs) figuring your best life, figuring out out how to be a human every day. That's a hard one. That's a really hard one. Doing it. So you actually just told me something very interesting. So before I have any guests on, first I ask them if they want to smoke or drink or if they want anything to relax. And you just informed me that you made a sober commitment Mm -hmm. other than shrooms, psychedelics, but a sober commitment for 2022. Yeah, correct. What led you to make that decision? Because that's a very like strong decision, especially to be someone in the entertainment field where those things are very very prevalent very prevalent especially in LA's industry Mm um you know I just feel like I've personally experienced a lot of bad anytime alcohol specifically is present um grew up with it in the household pretty heavily and um I mean you never hear of like weed making people get into like car accidents or you know just just ridiculous stuff I feel like alcohol is kind of um it can be a pretty big like negative contributor to a lot of a lot of things in life and um i also decided this year to be the year of discipline for myself so i thought why not challenge myself um with something like this that i know is obviously going to benefit my body and my mind and my life and see if i can go a whole 365 days without drinking and since having started um what is it april now so we're mm-hmm. in like for we're almost april. almost five months your first like trimester yeah right <laughs> little no alcohol baby um but I don't know if I'll ever drink again like I even when I was drinking I would I wouldn't drink liquor didn't like shots we were talking about that Mm -hmm. um I definitely enjoy beer a lot and some wine but I mean I just feel so good and I don't even think about it and it's like really cool to be in a situation now like whether I'm at work because occasionally I'll work um in like day clubs and nightclubs on the weekends um or whether I'm in just like a social setting where people are drinking and I say no I don't drink alcohol like people are like so surprised are you pregnant right are you you an alcoholic an alcoholic that's a big one that i get i was like no i just just don't don't do it anymore yeah (laughs) so i know you're super into spirituality because obviously i followed you for a while we've been we were friends on instagram before even in real life but i feel like 
there's a theory in the spiritual community that alcohol lowers your vibrational energy. Okay. So basically it lowers your vibrational energy to a state where the more you drink it, the more demonic energy or negative energy is allowed to enter your body because your vibrations are low. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that you've had like less negative thoughts, less depression, less, less of like any of those negative energy things that normally come with, I guess, drinking or drugs or anything. Absolutely. Before I answer, I'm so close to you right now and your freckles are just great. Like all <laughs> of your you. coloring, it's wonderful. Um, but yes, I mean, so I've also heard that, you know, they're called spirits for a reason. Mm -hmm. They um, inhibit you. Um, and I've also, we mentioned, um, it's like a straight shot to your ego. Um, you know, it's when your ego comes out. Oh, I'm big, I'm bad, bad fallen. I'm right. Like, okay. <laughs> to, to each their own. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I've, I started drinking at a very young age. I started doing everything at a very young age. <laughs> so maybe I just had my time. Um, but in, like as far as my experience goes with it, um, the older I got, obviously you even have this downtime afterward when you drink the day after where it's just like your body is literally recovering from what you did to it in order to have quote unquote fun. Mm -hmm. um, and I, Which was it really that fun? Right. Was it like from what I remember, yes, I guess everyone, but like I can, I, whenever I'm in those environments now, it's just like, I'm so stimulated by the music and the crowd and the energy itself that I don't need to do it. I already feel like I'm on this sort of like constant high from, mm -hmm. from being sober and so healthy, but, um, I've had my fair share of like ridiculous, dangerous, disgusting, shameful moments with alcohol as I feel, you know, we all have that never would have happened if alcohol wasn't involved. So that is literally the place. So I grew up in Manhattan, mm -hmm. meaning that you, if you look anything like a model, mm -hmm. you start clubbing at like 15 Yeah, because some promoter finds you on Instagram right? because right. Instagram is very prevalent. So I started clubbing very young, like 15, 16. And then that led to me realizing like, wait, these guys aren't paying for these tables or these bottles. The club's paying for the tables and the bottles based on the girls being here mm -hmm. and I'm coming and bringing like eight of my girlfriends just because I want to have fun and we can go have fun and get into a club for free and we're underage. Yep. So then I started <laughs> promoting. Okay. And I literally, I remember there was this one night and I would get blackout wasted right. like on the regular, like this okay. was a regular thing. Okay. I worked at catch. So I would go work at the cat at catch during the day, like mm -hmm. into the night, 12 AM hits the club opens upstairs. I go up, I'm a promoter. Okay. So, I remember this one night I was like, oh, like, I'm so tired. Like, I don't really want to drink. Like, I'm just going to like chill and vibe and like do my job. And there were certain things that I noticed that I was like, oh, shit, I can't do my job if I'm not drinking. Well, one was everyone at the table, like, didn't really want to do shots, didn't want to have fun because you realize like as a promoter, you're the host. Right. So you're the one like promoting them to drink. Exactly. You know, to get into the mood. Getting <laughs> fucked up. And then secondly... If you're not drinking, you start to realize who's at the club. Yeah. And that is probably the most terrifying thing you can realize <laughs> is think about who they're letting into a club. They're letting in super hot girls who they're very loosely checking their IDs. Mm -hmm. And then they're letting in people that can afford to be in the club, which is usually guys trying to be around these super hot girls who are barely getting their ages checked. Yeah. So it's basically a bunch of rich people usually men flexing how much money they have at these tables where 
you are just watching to see who's bringing sparklers to what table right? more to impress these girls who are going to get in and drink for free and usually just blacking out at a table. Right. And, and those girls are just using you to drink for free, by the way. <laughs> But it's like the weirdest concept. Like and there's I an entire industry built on of it. A huge billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. All of Vegas is based off of this concept yeah. of like get hot girls, get them drunk, and men will want to come and spend money. Exactly. And that's always been crazy to me because there is no place like that for women. There's no, no place where it's like they want young hot men there. <laughs> like you, you laugh even thinking about it. Like a place where they would want right. a bunch of young hot men. Yep. For women to come spend thousands of dollars <laughs> to impress these young hot men and hope that one of them is drunk enough to leave with them. Right. Like, this is just, this is such a foreign concept to even. Like, when you really <laughs> step out and deconstruct the entire thing, you're just like, wait, what? What's that? What's happening here? <laughs> that was literally my wake up call to like, why mm-hmm. am I enjoying being drunk at the club? Oh, because yep. I'm numbing myself because I'm here like everyone else trying to escape something in my yep. life that I'm not trying to deal with. Exactly. The work week, the problems, you name it. You- Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The only reason you ingest something that uh, that, you know, you com- you completely know messes with your memory and makes you not think and basically shuts off your brain is because you're not trying to think about whatever you're not trying to think about. Yeah. And then the long-term damages of alcohol, like, don't even get me started. The things it does to your brain, it's wild. Horrible. Yeah, your organs, everything. I mean, you're literally, like, we have rubbing alcohol. It's like a... The percentages. (laughs) It's just a percentage difference in the sugar difference. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> Te- not tequila, but vodka and rubbing alcohol mm-hmm. smell almost identical. Oh, one hundred percent. That's why I cannot drink it. No, same. V- vodka, mm-hmm. vodka died for a very young age with me. Like same. I, had I was like poisoning once. Never again. Hand sanitizer can't even smell it. No, no so bad. Yeah. <laughs> There's like just certain things, and I'm like, that's like Pinnacle, Amsterdam. Yep. Just like certain ones, and I'm like, I could never right? ingest that. And actually. I went out and the other night and I swear to God, I read the menu and I was like, okay, this, this is a rum drink. And I ordered it. And after like having two of them, I'm like, wow, I'm fucked up. Like that was quick. What the, <laughs> literally that was quick. Like mm-hmm. how am I fucked up like this? One of the other girls was like, oh, I want what she's having. What is, what's in it actually? And he's like, oh, it's vodka. I was like, I haven't had vodka since like. <laughs> 2015 that explains things i've been drinking hand sanitizer i was like you've been poisoning me y'all got me this drunk like you did this on purpose i swear to god your menu said rum maybe i just wasn't looking properly probably probably (laughs) literally so have you always lived in la or did you move here no so i lived in denver for five years prior to moving here i moved um i was born in ohio i left on my 18th birthday oh wow in denver for five years and then came here um, just for modeling and work. And mm. fell in love. Yeah. Um, what did I say? I fell in love. Fell in like. Fell in like. Fell in tolerance for that. It was really, it's really good for work. That's the thing. And when you find the right people, it's good. But like, I don't know. I, I'm the type of person that could literally fall off the face of the, of existence and, and go live off grid and be like, fine. <laughs> so. And like with a garden in the back in like yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I'm always teetering. On that decision. So if all this fails, I know I'm capable. But what about you? I mean, you at least should? you know that, like, if the world really did end, you would be ready. super fine. Like, just yep. I grew up in the sticks, so like, out. yeah, I know how to do it. <laughs> Cut my wood, 
do the hunt, do the thing. We're good. Oh my god! Go. So I need you in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, just hit me up. I got you. <laughs> when all else fails and everyone is running, I'm gonna be like, "Where the fuck is Soul?" <laughs> Shit, there's no cell service. Literally, how do I? <laughs> What's she said she'd be point? off the grid. <laughs> Yo, Where yo. is this grid? <laughs> so I saw this thing in, I think it's Amazon's like little, I don't know, whatever article they send out, like disclosure agreement thing. Mm-hmm. And they have something in there about a zombie apocalypse happening blatantly. And like in the effect that this happens. Yeah. You can't get your Amazon Prime <laughs> subscription. <laughs> the two the two day shipping is canceled. Literally. <laughs> In event of a zombie apocalypse, your two-day shipping <laughs> may not be honored. Your your um, bug out bag and zombie survival guide probably won't make it to you in time. No, it definitely <laughs> would not. No, a hundred percent. Right. That's crazy to think about. That's like when you when like people were exposing how so many movies and television shows and things were talking about COVID nineteen before it was even right. A thing. I mean, don't The Simpsons? Come on now, The Simpsons. They have to have, like, a team of oracles at this point. Like, yeah. I'm convinced. Time travelers. Literally. Something that an alien is writing that show. Because the amount of accuracy. Yeah. Or they're manifesting it. They're like, we're going to write this and make it happen in the world. Which is also, <laughs> to be completely honest, The Simpsons is a very popular, very well-watched show. Mm-hmm. To have that many people thinking that that exactly, is an actual potential reality <laughs> would... Yeah very much manifest that that's collective consciousness yep. thinking the same thing very powerfully exactly are they even making new simpson shows i honestly have no idea i've never watched a full episode of the simpsons i used to watch it every day coming home really? from school yeah like after school the simpsons for sure no way yeah <laughs> that's hilarious Turn on the yellow people with uh what's the wife's name Marge. Marge. I'm like, I never watch this. You watch this every year. Yeah, right. I'm like, Marge. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Her name's, her name's Marge. <laughs> Love Marge. I think it's because I actually have a naked Marge on my laptop cover. Okay. Naked Marge. I'm going to check that out. I posted this. it on Instagram. Hey. People were like, no, not Marge. <laughs> oh, God. Ruin our and that's probably why like her name sticks in my head. I'm like, oh, for sure. I, I mean, definitely are just on your laptop cover. They really are. Yeah. like she's on some OnlyFans. I would, shit. yeah, for real. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Could you imagine if the artists actually? Because I follow the Simpsons artist on Instagram. Imagine if these people actually turned around and made like an OnlyFans page for the characters. That would be wild. Genius. That would go crazy. Yeah, because like especially with all the shit they're doing in the metaverse yeah. and like cartoons really being like real life to yep. you walk into the strip club and marge is on um, the pole in the metaverse imagine <laughs> sleeping with like your childhood cartoon crush oh god that'd be crazy yeah absolutely that would be wild well that leads into the question right. who, who, who was you your, <laughs> your childhood cartoon crush um shit let's see do you have yours on the top of your head no i definitely am okay. thinking about it right now i'm gonna think about it too okay we'll have three seconds I'm like, who was dope enough? Yeah, I mean, I was watching, like, you know what? Does it have to be a cartoon or, like? It's got to be because if it was a real person, you could actually sleep with them. You could actually sleep with them, okay. And what was I watching? I was watching, like, Rugrats, The Proud Family. Um, I definitely like the boy Powerpuff Girls. I'm not going to lie. I definitely watched that episode way too many times. Wait, there were boys? There was one episode where they made boy Powerpuff Girls. Mm -hmm. Well, Powerpuff Boys, essentially. I know, and I was I know obsessed with them. It was probably like Danny Phantom. I loved Danny Phantom. Oh, what a cutie. Oh, my God. I definitely. 
funny enough, there is a guy that I dated, kind of, uh-huh. sort of, if you can call it that. We like had a, a like a thing, like okay, a, whatever you call it. Yeah, at that age, not even at that age. Oh, okay. Just period. Okay. Like <laughs> fuckboy behavior. Just a thing. Okay. Like okay. I like. We definitely weren't friends. Okay. But we definitely weren't like seriously dating. Okay. And because of this reason, he would just ghost me. Okay. I mean, and I'm my, right. my self esteem no. was not there at that point. And instead of like understanding this man's ghosting you, I just gave him the nickname Danny Phantom. Oh, perfect. <laughs> was that his like contact name on your phone and everything? Yes. And I would send him Damn. that GIF like if he would just ghost me and yeah. I would notice, I'd be like, Danny okay. Phantom GIF. Yeah. Wow. Self esteem. <laughs> Get it up. <laughs> Or probably, like, did you ever watch um, Dexter's Laboratory? Yes. Okay, how the mom, like, her head never showed? Never. That shit was hot. (laughs) For sure. You're like, what does she look like? What does she look like? She got this curvy dress. That's all I can see, the gloves. You're just like, thick, dude. Dang, bro. Cartoon characters were really, like, Mrs. Incredible, Mm -hmm. bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Always That's slim, it. thick with that cute ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. why were they that, showing kids that? Right? That's a Let kids that movie. Wow. Yeah. Literally. Real. Yeah, definitely. And there's even like so much subliminal messi- messaging in like children's cartoons. Oh so gosh, when you I watch know. them as adults, you're like, this is wild. SpongeBob? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know they're gay. Duh. Right? I had Literally, no idea. Duh. Oh my God. Amazing. I love that. I feel like they're like living in a little gay town underwater. Yeah, right? Sandy Cheeks. <laughs> She's the only chick there. She's just <laughs> She's got them Sandy Cheeks life. living in her bubble. Living in her bubble away yep. from all the gay men. Yep. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> poor Sandy. Mrs. Puff. I wonder what she was puffing on. I just like the jokes, dude. They're yeah. just like crazy jokes that you're like. Right? I mean, even in Disney, there's a lot of like inappropriate stuff. You're just like, mm-hmm. wait. How were my parents letting me watch this? Like, was this programming me from a very young age? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that is something that's very on point because think about just think about the shows that like little girls are supposed to watch versus little boys are supposed to watch. Right. Little girls are supposed to watch like princesses, find your prince and mm-hmm. live in a tower and be, be saved by the man. Be saved by the man. Be yep. a virgin until you're married. And yep. these are the things that you are meant to watch. And yep. boys watch like, be a Pokemon. Catch all right? of them. Like, Race be cars. a Power Ranger. Be fast. Be strong. Like, yep. be <laughs> brave. Like, why are we not showing girls this? Like, Disney literally just started. Yep. I was already well into being impressioned yep. by the time Disney started doing shit like Brave and Frozen. We're like, the right? sister saved the sister and exactly. like Brave saved her there mom and shit like that. I'm sure you get called Brave all the time. Yeah, I've actually <laughs> never seen it though. You've never seen Mm-mm. it? No. Nope. It's so good. Disney movies always make me cry. Really? Every time they hit me with something that I'm like, I relate right? that to my life. Yeah. This is a motivational <laughs> thing. Why am I crying about a fucking Disney? I'm crying about cartoon characters. No one's being harmed in the making of this film at all. Right? Yeah. There's this one actually. I think it's called Soul. Inner Child. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. There's this jazz club, and um, where is it? It's um, what's the beach over here? It's south Malibu. Of, no, it's south of Santa Monica. Okay. Huntington Beach? Does that sound right? Venice? No. Santa Monica, Venice, then I think Huntington. It might be Huntington. There's a little jazz club there. It's called The Lighthouse. Highly recommend. Go check it out. But the guy off of Seoul, I swear he's a real person, and I swear they based 
him off of this guy that performs at the lighthouse. Oh shit. Super cool. That's definitely someone in LA like I hate my fucking life and driving and like going to a jazz club and seeing this dude playing <laughs> like I could write a whole movie about this. Hey, right? He'll never know. He'll never know. <laughs> Like, cause you never know what someone gets inspired from. Like that's very, mm-hmm. very close to LA. So that's very potentially true. Right. Like, I wonder how, how many stories like that are just ripped off and people, people are just like, wow, that, that looks strangely enough like me. Literally. Like you, you would think this is about me and it's actually about them. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> that would actually suck. I just remember that happening in, um, how I met your mother. Okay. He, <laughs> There's this woman that one of the characters falls in love with, and she has a kid with a previous boyfriend that they never got married. He, like, didn't really want to be a dad, didn't want, like, the responsibility. Then suddenly, like, the main character is marrying this woman, and she leaves on her wedding day to go be with the child's father. And then he is a producer and writer and writes (gasps) the whole situation, but writes himself as the hero and writes the main character as, like, the asshole guy that, like, was trying to come between his family and blah, blah, blah. And, like, yeah, it's not true, but, like, that's the narrative that's out there. They don't say his name, but, like, his name's Ted Mosley. And the person's name in the movie is Jed (laughs) Mosley. Jed (laughs) Mosley. This was ju- this just happened within that show though, correct? Yes. Okay, got you. But I mean, obviously, it probably happened. It probably happens in real wow. life all the time. Yeah, I feel like I just saw that with. Um, I read this book called "We All Looked Up," mm-hmm. and it's about like the end of the world, and there's a comet coming towards the planet. And then did they do the Netflix movie? Netflix just yeah. released it. So Don't I wonder look up. if they're correlated somehow. I mean, it's called Don't Look Up, yeah. and it's about a comet coming yeah. for the world, and it destroys the world. Yeah. So, potentially. I, but it's also, like, a very vague top, like idea. Oh, a comet's coming to the planet. But just the fact that it's called, like... Don't Look Up, and we all looked up. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. <laughs> That's pretty, like... They're going to come after me for saying that. They're going to be like, shut this girl up. <laughs> Dude. Literally, watch this episode just disappear from my phone. Yep. That actually happened. With my mom's episode for Mother's Day. What were you disappeared. What were you talking about? I think it was just like, I think that it was supposed to be done better. Okay, got you. And the universe was like, okay. try again. Acceptable. Because <laughs> it was just like right. gone. We got to appreciate this. Not things. in deleted, not anywhere. The video is not anywhere. Weird. Does not exist. And I know that it happened because I have the audio because okay. this is different recording. Yeah. So I'm like, I have the whole audio, but the video is just gone. Off your phone. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? Ooh. Stuff like that happens to Spooky. me all the time, though. I believe very much in all the ethereal things. Right? <laughs> all the metaphysicals. Absolutely. I believe in them. <laughs> you just you just took a skip hump. What is it? Skip hop and a jump? What, how do you say it? What order does that go skip in? Skip hop and a jump. Is that right? Yeah. Jump hop and a sk- whatever. To a, to a different timeline. Literally. Yeah. And you just left the, the video behind. <laughs> but you carried the audio with you. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. I mean, could you at least use the audio on your Spotify instead? Of oh, hundred percent. But okay. then it's like, now I have two audios. True. So I'll probably just like drop a bonus one at some point, like on yeah. my birthday or something. There you like, go. The audio you guys never heard from my mo- <laughs> from my mother's. Day. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Sherry. Sherry. Well, Shelly. Literally. Are you close with your mom? I'm very close. Yeah, my parents literally nice. moved across the country because my me and my siblings are out here. Oh. That's amazing. They live. I was over there today filming, refilming her episode okay. seven minutes away. Wow. That sounds wonderful. I love that. Literally. <laughs> it went from like, we all lived at home and my whole family's East Coast. Mm-hmm. We are like 
my grandparents came to California for the first time visiting us. Like my family's Aww, so East Coast. Look at that. So the fact that my parents even like moved out here with mm-hmm. how family oriented my fam- like my family is mm-hmm. is wild. Like my dad was literally was literally the person that like especially when we weren't home when we first moved out to LA, we mm-hmm. would always FaceTime him and he'd be like at his parents' house. Cute. So it's also like, even they're close with their parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so my nice. whole family is very, very close. Good. Especially on my dad's side. Very, yeah. very close. Aw. I can't believe they moved out here. That's so cool. It's crazy. <laughs> it's actually crazy. I told my dad. I was like, listen, either you can move out here or I can move you out here when you're like elderly, but you're dying yeah. in LA. Oh, either way. It's either way you're dying decided. in LA. He was like, okay. I was like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you want to like, who's taking care of you then? Yeah. Cause I'm going to be here. Yeah. Were they in New York too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Got you. My parents um, met in Philadelphia and moved to New York together. Okay. So like New York or LA then? typical question. I okay so all through growing up in New York I hated winter I hate the cold okay I, mean, I love New York winters are different the, the humidity whenever you're in a, a place that gets cold and it's humid it's like it's a different kind of cold yeah. it like gets in your bones bones bro. in your bones like, bone chilling yeah you can have all the layers on Yep. And still be cold. Exactly. Still cold. You could be in your bed at night in flannel pajamas and socks. Yeah. And with just the in heat there. on and still be cold. Yeah. Unless you so like strange. take a bath and soak right? the cold out. Literally. I remember that. Not fun. It's so not fun. Yeah. So for that specific reason, I would have to pick LA because it's just beautiful and sunny and great Yo, weather. And that weather affects your, your mood so much. All like day. I can't most of the year want be wanting to hibernate inside and not do things because it's fucking cold. Yeah. And like, right. It's like unmanageably cold. Like yeah. people should not live in parts of the world where it's unmanageably cold. <laughs> I'm so serious. I know some people like snow and shit, but like that's too much right. not not for me i would never choose to be cold yeah given a choice of like being overheated or cold i would rather be overheated yeah any day absolutely i would much rather be like, any day mm-hmm. like dying from heat exhaustion sounds so much better than freezing to death <laughs> like if you really think about it yeah yeah i guess just yeah. like the involuntary shivering that you get mm-hmm. <laughs> and to feel like you're going numb yeah that that's the thing you you would go numb so like that would be the nice thing about freezing to death exactly there's no going numb if you're there's no going numb if you're burning right but maybe burning would be faster depends 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 maybe you're just cooking at a steady 350 degrees (laughs) for 20 to 30 minutes (laughs) like a nice little chicken (laughs) like a salem witch or something burn the bitch burn the bitch (laughs) so you say you moved out to LA for work what type of work have you like had to do or side hustles have you had to do because I know modeling is not always a full-time job especially in the beginning especially moving to a new place and establishing yourself I mean definitely like the club jobs have been cool Mm -hmm. um I work Sundays at a day club now and it's freaking amazing um it's called no jealousy and I feel like the name of the club kind of curates the environment oh, so 100%. it's like as we were, we were talking about before like you walk into a club and usually it's like a lot of people with like attitudes acting super bougie and sceny and they're to flex their clothes and their bottles and all that stuff and no jealousy is just like a, an amazing environment where people are just there to have fun like ne- there's no fights people don't get aggressive there like there's food and it starts like a brunch thing and goes into the evening um and it's just a super cool way to to spend your day i guess if you're gonna go out 
Um, but if I would be in such an environment, it would definitely be in a place like that where people are friendly and it's just everyone. Everyone is nice. And I feel like that's kind of hard to find in L.A. With, with L.A. people. I feel like people get so caught up and act, act fools, act foolishly. <laughs> um, aside from that, I mean, modeling has been pretty steady, fortunately, but I'm also signed in Vegas and um, in Denver. Okay. So I, I go to Vegas a lot for work. Um, but aside from that, also like the subscription sites, mm-hmm. OnlyFans and stuff has been amazing. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I'd like to do other things. I'd like to get more involved in my art, um, maybe music or something, but we'll get there. Timing. Someday. Yeah, absolutely. Slowly. What is something? Oh, so you started the podcast. What is something that you want to do? What's next on your list? What's next on my list? Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm really interested in getting involved behind the scenes. Okay. And I feel like I just turned, I, well, I didn't just turn 27. I turned 27 and a half, actually. Hey. <laughs> May 27th is my half birthday. Like the weirdo <laughs> I am, I actually think about those things. Um, <laughs> and one of my big things always growing up was I was like, 27 is going to be like, a, like a crucial year for me okay i don't you know felt it. i've always felt that way okay. i don't know why i think it's because my birthday is on the 27th okay of november okay. i don't know but i've always felt like 27 was gonna be this like crazy year for me okay and it has been pretty crazy to be honest of just like opportunities and life change-ups and a whole bunch of things and one of the things that i can't like shake from my head is get involved behind the scenes like okay. like what do you mean behind the scenes creative directing um i've dabbled with managing talent i've dabbled with a whole bunch of things honestly getting working with influencers and getting them brand deals like a whole slew of things that i'm just like i've acquired so much knowledge about these things just from being in the business and either a having to do them for myself because i couldn't pay someone to do them Mm -hmm. or having to do them for myself because someone dropped the ball and just like yeah it wasn't going to get done unless i did it so if i'm spending years and years doing these things i don't want to just like one day not want to be on OnlyFans and then suddenly like what am i doing right or not want to be an influencer or take pictures and document my life anymore and it's like okay what are you doing when i have all this knowledge about these things so i'm like if i can get into more of the behind the scenes of creative directing people's shoots and maybe creative directing some OnlyFans content, creative directing and building people's Instagrams and managing social media accounts. Like these are all things that I've done for myself. I can show my success rate because I have it for myself. I grew my account from nothing to Mm -hmm. the following that I'm at now over 6,000, 600,000 followers. Like that's something I did. That was me. Mm -hmm. So I've just been starting to talk to different brands about that and get into that. Cool. I already have a team built because, again, I do this for myself. So I'm just like, my team could use more work. I know a whole mess of creatives, so I can always expand my team if need be. Oh, yes. Just building. Just keep talking about it. It's like one of the biggest things you can do as Mm -hmm. far as manifestation goes. Keep talking about it. 100%. Yep, talking about it, and then you act on it. All the time. Yep. Just keep talking about it and talk about it like it's already here. Do you read at all? I listen to my books. You listen to your books. Have you listened to um, Think and Grow Rich? I haven't. You, okay, it's a good one about like manifesting. And it, it's super cool. It talks about like, you know, the most successful people in terms of finance. It depends mm-hmm. how you define success. But mm-hmm. um, financially successful people in the world, it's predominantly men. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it's super cool. Like even, you know, people who have 
for lack of better words, easier access to things, sort of a privilege, um, so to speak, it, they still had, you know, a method to their madness in terms of like how they were manifesting. A hundred percent. Super cool to read. So you should listen to it. I would love to. I definitely <laughs> will put that on my list. I just yeah. finished the four agreements. Did you? Mm-hmm. Like first time? First time. Oh my God. I think that everyone should be required to read that right? in, in school. It literally like, should be a requirement. Yeah. To set no, they don't want to. They don't want people thinking. They like don't. That. They like, don't want you free thinking like that. Where's like the beginning philosophy classes for in, in elementary school or something? Like, why are we not reading the secret in school? Teach me how to be a, a good person, <laughs> right? That's why <laughs> Japanese people are so freaking respectful because yep. before they even go to regular school, they go to manners like school for their actual manners for like okay. the first three years. Got you. Wow. Just to like learn how to be polite. That's amazing. Because kids are not fucking polite. No, they're not. Not you. Oh, all. terrible. Kids aren't polite, period. They're definitely no. not polite in America. In certain areas, yeah. I mean, at least where I grew up, I remember even like. I'm still scared of like middle school kids. Right? I'm traumatized. And I remember even. I, I grew up. My school was pretty small. How big was your school? Probably massive. Small. In New York? I went to private school. Okay, got you. Because okay. my parents didn't want me in a massive school. Good. How, how big was your graduating class? My graduating class of high school was like 70 kids. Or oh, 80 kids, okay. Maybe 100. Maybe 100. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Very close to my size of my school then. Yeah. Well, I remember even then, like, and I was like raised in a super like rural area. So well, that's the thing is like my school was small, but we still had like all the other schools yeah. on Manhattan to yeah. be like friend groups right. and everything. Like it wasn't just the school. Like yeah. I'm sure in your town it was like, those were the 70 kids isolated. that age yeah, in like there. a <laughs> radius. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had access to, you know, other customs and cultures and dynamics. But it was like even growing up in a place like that, like I remember from a very young age, kids knowing these, you know, terrible jokes and doing these terrible things. And like we would always have like these conferences. I don't know if you ever had like the conferences where they would take you to like your gymnasium or something for like bullying or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. those things. And it was just like. I don't know. I just remember people being mean for a really long time. I feel like Hollywood kind of promoted that it was like cool to be mean too for a while. Right? Like, like all the popular girls. kids were mean. Yeah. Like even mean girls. Like right? she still is dressing like a popular girl at yeah. the end. Like Regina George is still fine. Like yep. everyone still kind of like likes her. <laughs> like and she's mean. Yep. Like mean, mean. mean. Yep. Like, for no reason, me. Yep, for no reason. Well, I mean, she was taught that, you know. It's like, dang. What are That's we doing? Everyone's a product of their environment. Exactly. Imagine if we had entire classes, not just these little, Based like. Based on self-awareness. Yeah, off of self-awareness. Not just these little, like, you know, sprinkled seminars that we were having, but, like, actual courses. Where you got graded on, like, how much you know right? about being a good person. Exactly. Wow. What a world we'd have. Literally. I think my favorite takeaway from it was, um. Don't take anything personally. Oh, from the four agreements. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And that one's so hard to understand because I remember the first time I read it, I was like, I think I understand it, Mm -hmm. but I still didn't fully understand it. And then it was like, now I get it. It's like literally everyone else is thinking about themselves as much as you're thinking about yourself. Yeah. Like in no one else's head are you the main character the same way that you are the main character in your own head. So like, don't be so narcissistic as to think that like, Someone is doing that one thing that bugged you for that one time because they were gonna, they were trying to piss you off. Exactly. Like, n- no. Yeah. They're going through something. And or, even if they were trying to piss you off, it's still a them thing. It's still a them thing. Yeah. Like that was the crazy one. Like you. even someone hating you 
four things that are who you are yep. is still about them. Yep. Still about them. A hundred percent. Yep. I really liked um what was the one with your word? Be Be um impeccable. Yeah, impeccable. Be impeccable your with your word. It's a good one too. Really mean what you say. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay, so what's next on your list for books? It's next on my list for books. I still have to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, I haven't read that. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, I'm listening to What Happened to You. It's so good. It's um, Oprah and then Doctor or something. He's a psychiatrist, but it's all around trauma. Okay. And like how childhood trauma affects basically your whole life. And it's just... Oh, it 100% does. Amazing. Oh my God, it's amazing. Everyone. Read you a book. Seriously. You driving in the car, listen to a book. That's my thing is I like... My life is so fast. You're not going to catch me sitting down like, yeah, but the amount of times that I'm sitting somewhere that I can't like be doing things with my hands or mm-hmm. driving or doing something book. Yep. I love Anytime that. Oh, I'm cleaning my good. house book. I love that. Yeah. That's a good idea. I and I've gotten been playing around my house more, but. very into documentaries. Okay. I want to learn like why things are the way they are right? and how they got there and like mm-hmm. where the future is projected to be. It's terrifying. Some the future ones are I like the ones more about the past yeah. telling me like the things that have happened. The yep. ones about the future really scare me cuz like there are no answers. Yeah. Doesn't look too bright. Out it's there like in the future. Oh, we're killing the ocean and if the ocean dies, we die and like no one's going to stop killing the ocean. So like here's the information. Yep. <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts <laughs> right like here's the why even tell me why are you telling me this if i think they're doing, hoping that like so, enough people will be like we need to stop this but that's right. not happening now it's just like a netflix documentary where uh, like right. doomsday doomsday <laughs> oh well hmm. i just i think i was just talking to someone about literally about global warming and i was like it's crazy that like there's two sides in the conversation yeah that mean? there's like people that believe in global warming oh, and then there's yeah. people that don't believe yeah. that it's a thing yeah. at all. That's wild. When there's literally science to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the people that, you know, the, what was it? The, you said that there was a strong percentage of people who believe angels exist. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. Those people. That they're like real. Yeah. Like angels are real. Like here, real? Okay. I think that like there's a, it's like, I have a slightly different interpretation of what an angel is, but. Well, that's because the same way that when people are like, oh, are you religious? And I'm like, well, to me, religion is just like giving different names. So like God is the universe, technically, to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to be like God. Like, I'm like the universe because I don't believe that a person can write a book (laughs) that (laughs) documents exactly how I should live my life. And they wrote this book. Right. So many years ago, mm-hmm. and it's been rewritten and reinterpreted, right? And it's basically a book of metaphors. It's basically a, a child's. It's basically wife's a tale. book of metaphors yeah. teaching you how to live your life as a good person. Yep. But the way that humans have taken religion and made it about something to judge other people if they don't do it the same way as you is why I feel like religion. Not that religion is toxic, but people take religion to a, religion to a toxic point. <laughs> like yes. anything can yeah. be taken to a You're toxic right. point. Right. Yeah. Religion is can be a very beautiful thing yep. if it's done the right. Like it's so weird to talk about because there's this is going to upset a lot of people. Yeah, here, I was you know? I was like, raised in the church. I was baptized. I've been. I was I was like the defender of this. So I know both sides, and 
my like the best way I can describe it is humans try to um, basically humans are trying to explain an inhuman concept. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. So you're trying to interpret it and like you have this human brain and this human mouth and this human body that's controlled by all these things. And you, you, you cannot understand the concept, the very concept that you're trying to describe because it's so much more than you. So obviously there's going to be so much like misinterpretation. I think the biggest thing that is positive about religion is that it teaches you to have faith in something that you cannot see, touch or feel. And that very easily carries over to the theory of the universe. Because if you tell someone to manifest and meditate on it, and they'll the same get thing. their yeah. like, Go they'll get their dreams. Mm-hmm. You'll they'll be like, "What are you talking about?" Right. But if you're like, "Oh, I'm praying for you," like, "I'll exactly. pray." Go pro- go pray on it. They're like, "Oh, okay." Like, right now, I understand it exactly. <laughs> it's <right>. basically like <laughs> an easily digestible way to explain the law of attraction. Yep. To me. Yep. Which my mom is Jewish and my dad's Christian, and both of them were persecuted for marrying someone outside of their religion. Wow. So we were just raised to be spiritual and raised law of attraction. Got you. Like I was literally raised with law of attraction as yeah. my religion. Right. Which Have is you, crazy. Here's a documentary for you to watch. Have you heard of Zeitgeist on Netflix? Mm-mm. It's, um, I guess they considered a documentary. It's kind of conspiracy based, mm-hmm. um, but it's like wild. The entire series is just like, I'm, I consider myself to be a huge skeptic about anything and everything. Um, I side in optimism. I always look for like, I'm always giving people like the benefit of the doubt, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely skeptical about anything anybody's telling me and <laughs> watching that documentary is mind blowing. Um, but they definitely do a really good job of like kind of deconstructing religion essentially. And like where it first started, like, I'm sorry, but you mean to tell me there's like how many religions on the face of the planet and yours is the one. Excuse me. <laughs> Wait, but there's religions. Like if we're being for real, the first religion is Islam. Yeah. Correct. So anything else is technically a spinoff show. Yeah. Right. Like if you really like, it's if you're all talking about it, technically yeah. speaking, yep. then there's like the only separation between Christianity and Judaism is whether you believe that Jesus was God's son, but at the end of the day, Jesus was still Jewish. So like you have to believe in Judaism right? to believe like any of it. Exactly. Cause that's again, older. Exactly. Like I feel like people don't honestly believe, like they don't understand that, Certain religions were created from people escaping persecution of a religion, mm-hmm. and that was the new religion they created. They create, exactly. but it's they still man-made. <laughs> exactly. At the end of the day, yep. like uh, at the end of the day, unless you were the person to write the book or you saw these things happen, you saw the burning bush with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You don't know what happened. Exactly. None of us know what happened. Right. So, so just be a good person. Just be a good person. And believe what you want to believe. Let other people believe what they want to believe. Because yeah. faith should be just have faith in something. That's what my parents used to say. Yeah. We don't care what Yourself, religion you believe anything. in, what you want to do. Just be, mm-hmm. don't be an atheist, please. Yeah. Just don't believe that like your body just Full decomposes in the ground. Right. Like there's no way that we are here in this entire like magical scheme of things. And <laughs> that's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I love the theory that energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm-hmm. Human beings are energy. That means yep. you can never be created or destroyed. That means you're living multiple lives. Have you that seen? Means you, that's literally just the proof of right? that thing. Like, 
have you watched everything everywhere all at once that is what people keep telling me to watch and i need Girl. to watch it oh my god okay i so... watched the trailer and i was like <gasps> no okay i would recommend anybody to not even watch the trailer like just go in and watch it because whenever i left i was like fucked up i was like what just happened to I me like, like a24 I felt like... does such a good job at like making their trailers not reveal what the fuck's going on oh though. i mean there's no way that a trailer about this movie could even you don't even know what the fuck is going on in this movie until i mean you don't you don't ever really know what's going on you just like you're left with your you know your own observation and perspective and there's so many different like storylines like micro storylines and because it's, it's about parallel universes and, the qu- and quantum physics and yes. everything, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I left and I was like, I feel like I'm tripping right now. Like, completely sober. Should I, feel I see like it I'm tripping? Drugs. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. This whole movie is a trip in itself. And I don't even think that, like, I don't know that your brain would be able to process what was going on in front of you. Or it would process it better. Honestly, it might. That's what I'm saying. Might be a little like reverse thing going on there. True. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I might have to rewatch it again might be, with a little microdose might going on. Actually, be like, oh, I know exactly. Right. What's happening. I know exactly. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> absolutely. I watched. Um, I love A24 because their movies honestly kind of always revolve around the same overarching concept of there's a main character. It's usually a heroine and. Okay. She gets put in these situations where everyone around her kind of in one way or another disappears and it's just her remaining at the end. Okay. Going through like some traumatic ass event. Okay. That is like their theme. And one of their movies, Midsummer, fucked me up. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen Midsummer, but that movie fucked me up. Okay. And there's a scene where they take either acid or shrooms. And they're tripping. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, my God. They're showing, like, tripping in this movie, like, what it actually looks like. Not like that 70s show version of, like, ooh, and the colors and, oh, and fucking Beatles. Like, no. Like, (laughs) they showed, like, the trees breathing and, like, the different um, ultraviolets that you can Mm kind of see sometimes. Like, the kaleidoscope you can kind of see in, like, the sky sometimes. Like, they showed real tripping. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take some shrooms and watch this movie about tripping. Wait, did you pause the movie or did you rewatch it? I rewatched it. Okay. I love that movie. I love A24 movies. I'm obsessed with them. They made The Witch. They made Hereditary. They made Midsummer. They made Everything Everywhere All at Once. Is Midsummer a horror? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's, it's a good horror? It's a good horror. Okay. And their shit is like, it's psychologically traumatizing oh god okay so without giving too much away (laughs) the characters in this movie go to this celebration in this place i'm trying to be very vague on purpose okay Okay. they go to the celebration in this place where it's very like one with nature like drinking herbs in tune with yourself they believe that if someone in their community is feeling pain the whole community is supposed to feel it with them. Okay. So like if you started crying right now, I'm supposed to like touch you and genuinely have enough empathy that like I'm going to start crying and I'm like screaming with you and like feeling it with you. So there's like this one scene where there's like 20 like women crying because this one girl starts crying and they're all just like passionately crying and I like it literally is giving me goosebumps right now. Oh my gosh, it is. You feel that (laughs) shit, just like human. Okay empathy human emotion Mm -hmm. and that was when i was like okay this movie is gonna fuck me up yeah because nothing even really that wild has happened at that point okay they've just like had a shroom trip and then like this happens and you're like the collective tuning back into that yeah crazy wow 
I'm so about like the collective. Yeah, same. I also watched Rick and Morty on shrooms, and I. W- <laughs> That's such a good idea. Can we have thought of that yet? Out. Did you? It looks okay. so realistic. Yeah. And it made sense. Yeah. And I caught so many things that I had never seen before. Like, I've watched Rick and Morty so (laughs) many fucking times. Like, I'm the person that will watch something over and over and over again. Okay, got you. I've watched it to the point that I know each episode and I cannot watch it again. (laughs) And then I watched it on shrooms and I saw so many new things. I think my favorite episode is the one about the multiple... It like keeps breaking oh, off. What's, what's it called? TV. Uh, it's called like um, interdimensional TV or something. something keeps like breaking off episode. into all the different timelines. Mm-hmm. And then they have to fix it. Same and the, premise. The Time Lords come in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Such oh a good show. God. But like, why were we not shown shows like that? Mm-hmm. We were given SpongeBob, and these kids are given fucking Rick and Morty. Right. Not that Rick and Morty is a children's show, but if there is a cartoon, you know children are going to find it. Exactly. Especially with it looks like a children's show. Yeah, all I the was literally watching like Celebrity Deathmatch. Come on. Where's, I was definitely watching the... Adult Swim is not an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Nick and Knight was definitely for like older kids than I was, and I was definitely watching it. <laughs> was not That's eighteen. Like, you, t- you're really telling me that things like Four Loco and like all those like colorful drinks are not marketed to teenagers? For sure. What adult I mean, is drinking a Four right? Loco? Yep. Who's like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna four drink a fucking Four Loco. Ice cold Four Loco. And sounds I, great right now. Who the fuck even ices a Four Loco? That's right? how you know. Oh That's how you know God. it's not meant for adults <laughs> because it's not meant to be iced. It's like it's just, just a death trap. Yo, yeah, yeah, it's one of them. Ew. So many people don't even know that they changed their recipe. Yeah, they had to. I think because people like they were, were dying. Yeah, because people were dying, dying, like dying. Dead. Like drinking a can and dying because the caffeine and <laughs> yeah. alcohol levels were too high. It would keep you awake so your body wouldn't oh go God. to sleep like from alcohol poisoning yeah. and you would like be drinking it up from the caffeine Just with alcohol poisoning. Functioning. Yeah. I'm not drunk. I'm not as drunk as I actually am. I think the best way you can explain it is like Coke and drinking. Yeah. Oh, for of, sure. Like, the Keeps you sober. Literally. That's I've watched so, so many people go from like to like. Yeah. And it's true though. So like how does it. How does that happen? Well, that also kills people. Yeah. Because alcohol is a depressant and cocaine's an upper. Yeah. So anytime you do this to level yourself out, yeah. level the chemicals in your body out because you poisoned yourself, <laughs> you try to then... <laughs> poison yourself some more. Not even poison... Yes, poison yourself some more, but like <laughs> stimulate yourself to counteract your body shutting down from the poison you gave it. Yep. You give it a different poison. It's shutting down for a reason. It's doing that on purpose because it knows what it needs to do <laughs> you're falling asleep and slurring your words and your motor functions are failing because yep. you're poisoning yourself <laughs> not because you just ran out of energy oh, not right? like the red bull wasn't good enough mama but that's, but that's fun <laughs> crickets is it, <laughs> is it fun to say that there's, i've never had a fun night drinking not to say right. that i haven't dabbled in drugs that i should not do right. for reasons i should have i should not do them right what i'm saying <laughs> is i now have the self-awareness to understand what the fuck i was actually doing to my body yep. and why i was doing it to my body and yep. what i was emotionally traumatically going through at that time that i didn't care about myself enough to even think about what i was doing to my body at all or even think about like better coping like self-soothing coping decisions yeah yeah because you just like, don't want to deal with it at all so we're just gonna pause on that shit and 
fuck my brain up and literally put my brain in a position where I cannot think. Exactly. Oh, that's so sad. Why do we do that? Humans are so strange. Because my theory is at the end of the day, humans aren't addicted to drugs. They aren't addicted to money. They aren't addicted to anything except escapism. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why you can put someone in a rehab and they can get completely off the physically addictive drug and then wind up on the drug again because they're not addicted to the drug. Yeah. They are physically addicted to the drug at a certain point. Right. But they are addicted to escaping the, the problem. Yeah. idea of escaping themselves, their life, their mental. Like, that's why you have these drug addicts that get to the point where they're like, I don't even care what drug I do. I just yep. need something because they have become so dissociated from reality that reality becomes i feel like every time you dissociate from reality reality becomes more and more painful to enter back into 100 percent. because you get more and more used to the feeling of numbness Mm -hmm. or lack of emotion or negative emotion or whatever you're feeling you get so comfortable in your discomfort that it's just oh escapism is literally the worst thing what a process that's wild that we do that because it relates to everything yeah escapism and like pleasure seeking in life right pleasure seeking is like the number one way to fuck yourself up yeah there's nothing good at the end of pleasure other than than the lack of pleasure it's all about balance and then you can literally like i always say even when it's bad it's good mm-hmm. and it's just again it can tie back into faith and like understanding that like it was good at one point like you had it it's there you see other people that are good like it's possible to get there you just have to like sit in in the bad for a little bit and then like it, as comfortable and as familiar as the good becomes the bad should be that way. You should be familiar with, you know, like, and not surprised or scared of, you know, the bad moments because you know how it's going to go. You know what you need to do to get through it. You know, you need to sleep, you need to isolate, you need to talk to people, like eat well, you know, self-care. Yeah. Discipline and self-care. Exactly. And, and just get through it. Like, I don't know. It should be more of like an objective sort of thing. Like as far as what good and bad is and how to get through. I mean, good and bad in general is a completely human concept. So Mm -hmm. that's wild. Nothing's good and nothing's bad. Nothing. Things even are. And I mean, (laughs) there are like some very good arguments. You know, you can think that things are evil and all of this. But like at the end of the day in the natural world, like you watch alligators tear apart little zebras trying to cross the river to live. Like it's not bad. Bad. It just is what it is. (laughs) Literally, that's that. I think I did this um, this like self-improvement course called Landmark. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that like I took away from that was Landmark. It was so good. Yeah. Literally changed my entire life is nothing is good. Nothing is bad. Mm -hmm. Things just are. Yep. And nothing matters. Nothing matters. And that can be like a very strange concept. People got really mad like at this point. Like this is nothing matters. (laughs) So I'm just going to go home and tell my children like nothing matters. Nothing matters because at the end of the day, things only matter that you give value to. So. Right. So be careful what you give value to. Like that kid that told you you were stupid in middle school that Mm -hmm. you still believe that you're stupid. Like that really doesn't matter. And also it doesn't even matter that he said it because the end of the day, he literally just said words. Yep. You were the one that chose to believe you were stupid and to take it through your life and yep. believe that you're stupid and be like oh well i just am that way because i was really bullied in school like okay we're not in school anymore right you mean to tell me that you're an asshole when you're 28 because someone bullied you when you were 12 right <laughs> so go you're to, still in the 12 year old mindset so you shouldn't be having sex then because so you're, you're still, still 12 to- oh shit <laughs> 
<laughs> you're still 12. So, <gasps> it's the truth. There are so many like adult babies walking around the planet. The majority of humans actually are that way. With zero accountability like, for the fact. No accountability. They're just like, well, my parents were blah, blah, blah. My yeah. parents were shit, so right. I don't have to be a good person. I think that one of the most beautiful things you can do is like, it, like look for where you're wrong. Like mm-hmm. admit to when you're wrong mm-hmm. and act- actively look for that. It's attractive. Right? And it's like, it comes back to like sitting in the bad. Like, you know, you could, it's your perception around. So you were taught and likely punished whenever you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. So now you have the association or the the perspective that we collectively make around what wrong is and it's being bad when actually wrong, when you step back and look at it, is an opportunity to be better and to learn and how to, to learn, be right. Literally. Yep. Since so now you've like completely disassociated our good and bad how we determine those things and you've relabeled it. And now imagine just living your life that way. Oh, I was wrong. Let me, let me fix that really quick. Let me learn from that. And then I can teach other people. And then it's just like a never ending thing of like now goodness. Also (laughs) a a thing that like, I really had to get a handle on that. Like, I feel like it was easier for me than a lot of people because I already like to see life from different perspectives and like how situations can end up where they are Mm -hmm. that I've never been someone that like argues to be right or to prove a point. Like I'm more interested in understanding how we got to this miscommunication. Like why did your brain think this? Cause my brain thought this. Mm -hmm. So your brain can't think like mine because then we wouldn't be arguing. That's solution. So if we're arguing, I need to understand how your brain got there and you need to understand how my brain got here so we can understand how each other's brain Mm -hmm. works. And then it doesn't, and then we understand in the future, like absolutely there's problem. It's where your focus goes. Energy flows. If you're focusing on the problem, you're amplifying the problem. Mm -hmm. If you're focusing on the solution, you're amplifying the solution. You're going to reach the solution faster. You're obviously focusing on, Oh, well, how did we get here? Where did we slip up? So we know not to, you know, slip up again. Literally. So that we can see the wire that, you know, tripped us when it, before this happened last time. We can move it out of our way. <laughs> well, also, the more you also become okay with failing and admitting to your failures, the easier it is to teach people. Because mm-hmm. most of the time you can teach people by saying, this one time I tripped over a wire. Right. This is how I avoid tripping over wires now. Mm-hmm. And this is how you can too. Exactly. But you have to first own up to the fact that you tripped over the wire. Right. Like and say like, damn, I tripped over that wire. I got to figure out how to not do that again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's like, why, why do you feel the way you do about tripping over the wire in the first place? Why are you so worried about it? Why are you embarrassed? Like where, where's who taught you to feel this way? How absent minded were you in that moment thinking about mm-hmm. other things that you weren't even yep. in the present moment enough to realize there's a wire in front of you? Exactly. And then it's like, okay, so you tripped over it. Like, don't be embarrassed by it. Don't be angered or flustered. Take your power back from all of the people who have mislabeled this situation and relabel it for yourself in this experience. Like, hey, I'm going to laugh about this. And it's I a, le- it's a learning curve. Nothing exactly. is serious. Nothing matters. Nothing is serious. Time is a fucking construct. <laughs> Literally. And these are things that, like, if you watch older shows, people make fun of people that think this way. Right? They're hippies. And I know. They smoke weed. They smoke grass, man. And <laughs> they don't believe in time, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're just out floating I don't around. know how they don't believe in time. There's literally a clock on the wall, bro. Literally, there's t- they're telling you what the time is right now. Right, right now. <laughs> on a phone. How is it not on real? Because <laughs> time is not real and it's not linear. <laughs> there was something that came out that they like found a parallel universe and it was like, you can't find a parallel universe when time's not linear. Right. 
So how is it like y'all time trap? Like I'm confused. And then like that was nowhere anywhere. This happened during COVID where like this was a whole thing. Like we found a parallel universe and then it was like gone. Rude. Rude. I would have liked to know about that. I would have really appreciated that. I think it was during the time that there was just a lot of misinformation coming out about a lot of different yeah. things to distract us from right. the fact that we were locked in the house. Ugh, so much misinformation. So much misinformation. Dear research. Do you still work for Honey Drip? No. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, like, how did that happen? Because you, like, built the company as far as, like, I mean, I watched it <laughs> yeah. online. Like, yeah, I watched it change names. Like, I watched it you, was like, a, build it was it. a series of miss or a series of unfortunate events. Okay, and that's all I can say. Is and, Honey Drip still a thing? Yeah, okay. it's a thing. You know, it was like it was kind of like we always called it our ugly baby, and we raised it, and now I guess it's off doing its own thing. That's wild. <laughs> it's very wild. But yeah, catch me on OnlyFans. <laughs> Oh, now we can collab. <laughs> great. Bro, so many times no, I'd hit her up, I'd be like, do you want to come to my shoot? Like, I'm shooting with right? all these OnlyFans girls. She's like, oh, I'm only doing a honey drip. Sorry. Like, I'm only doing trip, like, right? content there. I'm like, no more conflict of interest. Literally. <laughs> I was like, well, there are so many girls that do both. You're like, no, but this is like actually my company. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not doing anything else. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yep. Ebb and flow. That's life. Ebb and flow. Yep. I'm super proud of you for like, releasing something and realizing that it wasn't serving you anymore i was very surprised at how well i handled that because it was like i was so dedicated to this thing and like literally you, like i watched things, you be dedicated as fuck to this things can just be taken away from you you know out of your power completely and it happens to people all day long you know lives jobs everything and it's like i i, I think i sat in it for like a day and i was just, i let myself mourn and it was like surprisingly very easy i think because of how hard i've practiced being present in my self-awareness and everything and understanding like where my focus goes energy flows i want my focus to be on um you know this new opportunity a new door has opened and mm -hmm. i'm not going so like I, I maybe it's just me i don't know but um i found that whenever i was more worried about money problems and my stress and everything i had money problems mm -hmm. and i had things to stress about and it was like as soon as i stopped worrying about that stuff the jobs came flooding in the peace came and it was like i'm just gonna let it go it's time you know if there really is some just... if there is some you know bigger like power at play obviously this was not meant for me right now so i'm just gonna keep going release it and it was it was really cool it was a really cool like lesson in my growth i love that yeah it's been a year full of growth that's for sure uh, so people, <laughs> so if far. you were supposed to be somewhere else you'd be there exactly you're supposed to be doing something else so be here you'd be doing that be where you're at literally yep. recognize or, or, where you're at and be there or make the decisions that are conducive to you getting to where you so badly want to be like, literally and even if you aren't where you want to be be like proud of where you are because you sh you're so much further than where you came from exactly wherever you are you're further than where you came from yep at the end of the day even if it's even if your goal is to be 130 pounds and you're not exactly there, I'm sure you are closer to there than you were when you started the journey. And even if you're not the closest you've been, you have more knowledge as to how to get there. And you're closer by even thinking about being closer. Mm -hmm. It's very like microscopic shift in energy that is so monumental. 100%. Literally, yeah, just keep talking about it. Just keep thinking about it. And then one day you'll be doing something about it. And then one day it'll be there. <laughs> well i think that's a great note to end on thank Absolutely. you so much oh, for coming and doing this with me i it's definitely chased you down for a little bit i know <laughs> right and universe was like nope 
not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Now we're here. Not ready yet. <laughs> now it is. Right. So let the people know one more time where they can find you online on all your socials. Of course. Okay. Thank you, Tori. Um, I'm Sola. You can find me at S-O-U-L-A-R-O-U-G-E or at S-O-U-L-A-D-A-Y. That's my backup. Do you both um, get deleted a lot? Yeah, I do get deleted a lot. I've got a lot of imposters. Um, <laughs> um, TikTok is S-O-U-L-A-D-A-Y as well. And Twitter is S-O-U-L-A-S-O-L. S O F. Oh, OnlyFans is S O U L A R O U G E and matches my main Instagram. Yeah, it's snazzy. As per usual, Mm -hmm. I'm Tori Two One Two Green on all platforms. I'm T with Tori Podcast on Instagram, and I will see you next Wednesday, Spillers. Bye. Bye.